Almost feels like we've been to church so far, huh? Well, let's keep going. Let's pray. God, um, we've cried out to you. We've worshiped. We've cried. We've listened. We've asked for your work in the city. I ask right now, God, in the name of Jesus, that you would um, release your work in this city. We pray for the churches in this city that this morning, last night, later on, will gather in the name of Jesus. And we pray for your blessing on those other churches. We thank you, God, that we are not the church. We are a part of the church. And so we ask, Lord, for unity in the churches in this city of Indianapolis. We ask for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit on each church that names the name of Jesus. We ask that you would anoint leaders and servants to lead and to serve in those places, that the love and the power of Jesus would break forth in the churches of Indianapolis. Why don't you just take a minute um, quietly in your own heart and pray pray for a church in the city. Maybe it's the church you grew up in. Pray for that church. Maybe it's the church, the last church you were at before you came here. Pray for that church. Maybe it's the church that you um, drive by on the way here, the church in your neighborhood. Just take a minute quietly and, and ask for God's blessing and power on those churches. We thank you, God, for the bride in this city that you call your own. And for every church that was named and every pastor or leader in ministry that was named, God, thank you for your grace upon them. Would you pour out more so that the name of Jesus would be lifted up here. We pray in his name. Amen. Okay. All right. We're going to stand and we're going to read Psalm 124 together. So if you could stand, it'll be on the screen. You might want to go to your Holy Bible, though, if you have one. And we'll be looking at Psalm 124 for the next 20 or 30 minutes. But for now, I want you to stand. Imagine before we read this, if you, if you can, your life. That shouldn't be too hard, right? It's your life. Imagine your life. Just let the Holy Spirit lead you through your life and remember some of the times where God has intervened. Maybe some of the times where you wish God had intervened, where God's shown you his presence, where God's spoken to you about his goodness, or God's invited you into worship. Just let that sort of, uh, let the Holy Spirit, let those times meander through your spirit. And let's, um, let's read this word from God to us this morning together. If it had not been, Altogether, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, let Israel now say, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side, when people rose up against us, then they would have swallowed us up alive. When their anger was kindled against us, then the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Then over us would have gone the raging waters. Blessed be the Lord 
who has not given us as prey to their teeth. We have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken, and we have escaped. Our help is in the name of the Lord, who made heaven and earth. Amen. You can be seated. I, uh, I strangely titled this message, um, What If, If Only, and Yet. I think that makes perfect sense, so we're going to jump right in. Verse 1, if it had not been the Lord who was on our side. This is David writing this psalm. Remember, David's giving this, this psalm as a song for the people of God to sing out loud together on their way to church. I mean, they're on their way to worship. And this is the psalm that David releases to them. If the Lord were not on our side. The, um, I'm not a Hebrew scholar, but a book I read has one a, a scholar in it. Um, the actual Hebrew phrase, if the Lord had not been on our side, is the pa past tense of the word that might be familiar to you, Emmanuel. God is with us. What David is saying and what the people are singing is, if God had not been with us, basically, we would have been toast. Toast isn't in the Hebrew, that's more of a, we would have been in big trouble. If God had not been with us, if God had not been on our side, here are all the things that could have happened. And, and it's David is, you know, David I think is maybe a, a, a more looking for some action as, as a preacher here. He's like, let Israel say, you know, do, do you like it when the pastor says, now repeat after me, now turn to your neighbor and say, I hate that personally, I don't like that. But David says, do that. If the Lord had not been on our, our side, hey, let's all Israel say, remember, come on now. If the Lord had not been on our side, and he goes through all of the things that could have happened. Can you think of a time in your life like that and a what if time? What if God was not there when fill in the blank? Can you think of one of those times when you were crying out for mercy? And you didn't know how it was going to end up. And you look back on it now and you say, what if God wasn't there? What if God wasn't on my side right there? We all have what ifs in our life. And David writes this psalm as a song for the people of God to focus on, on the way to worship, all the horrible things that could have happened. We don't do that, do we? I mean, we try to avoid that. That sounds like a negative Nelly, right? Sorry if your name's Nelly. But David says, no, just the opposite. I want you to remember all the things that might have happened had not God been present in your life. What if? What if God was not there? What if God wasn't with you? Where would you be now? Verse 3, we all have some of these what ifs in our lives. They would have swallowed us up alive. When their anger was kindled against us, are you seeing the people? When their anger was kindled up against you, if God had not been there with you, the flood would have swept us away. The torrent would have gone over us. Over us would have gone the raging waters. If God wasn't with me, I would have been swallowed. I would have been burned. I would have been swept up and taken under. I would have been taken out. That's the reality for every person on the earth. If God weren't for us, that's where we were destined. 
if God wasn't with us? I mean, I, I won't go through the history of my life, and I think mine's been relatively calm, but I can think of times where I could have almost wonder in my mind should have died if God had not been with me. Decisions that I seriously considered making, but didn't if God had not been with me. Disappointments that could have led to despair if God had not been with me. Do you feel that? I mean, do you have some of those? Oh, what if God hadn't been there and yet he was? So much could have happened, but it didn't. You could have been consumed by your trauma, but you weren't. You could have been shattered or destroyed by your fears, but you weren't. You're here. You could have been marked irrevocably by your abuse or by your sin, but you weren't. You could have been taken away by any number of temptations and evils, but you weren't. You're here, present. You could have been taken under, snuffed out by your own bad decisions or others' evil or the despair of your life. It would be shocking if I were to ask everyone who is considered despairing of their life to the point of taking their own life to raise their hand. I won't, but you would be shocked by the number of people in this room. Had God not been there, if God were not on our side, Swallowed is just a metaphor for death. You know, David's talking about Israel. Uh, so many enemies against Israel, so many hardships, and it doesn't end, right? It's still happening today. The actual Israel, the actual Jerusalem, and this body here and our own souls. So many difficulties, and yet God has protected us to this point because here we are. And David brings all of these things front and center to the minds and the hearts of the worshipers. If God were not with us, we'd be dead. The sin of our souls, the brokenness of our bodies, the mess of our minds, and I just had to add one more for poetic, the wreck of our reality. I mean, we would have been there. And David says, remember that. But David doesn't leave us there. David says, blessed be the Lord who has not given us as prey to, the, to their teeth. So he says, remember all the things that could have happened. Guess what? They didn't. And so, blessed be the name of the Lord. Praise God. He did not allow those things to happen. And he inspires worship. So he takes people to those horrible could-have-beens, those what-ifs. And then he says, now come to what is. Praise God in heaven above. He did it. He saved us. He's with us. He saved us. He set us free. He did not allow us to be eaten alive. We didn't look at Psalm 123, but if you read Psalm 123, it's a cry for mercy. God granted mercy. God's granted mercy to each of us. He did not give us what we fully and rightly deserved. That's the definition of mercy. He did not give us what we fully deserved. Instead, he's been merciful to us. But praise God, he didn't allow all those things to happen. And David's happy to in, encourage God's people to praise him for that, for mercy, what didn't happen. But I would love to skip from what if to, and yet, God is great. 
but there's something in the middle for the people of God. It's not in this passage, but it is in this passage, and it's in our lives. There's the what if, there's the and yet, but for some of us, there's an if only. Right? I mean, some of us have had trauma in our lives. Some of us had have challenge. Some of us have had terrible difficulties, sins we committed or sins committed against us. Some of us have that, but what if? And I, I don't want you to stay there too long. I mean, they're, they're, uh, those if-onlys, uh, you know, if only I had... If only I had made a different decision. If only I had chosen a different... If only I had... If only that person hadn't looked at me at that time. If only they hadn't sinned against me in that way. Do you know what I'm talking about? We all have some of those if-onlys because there is real destruction and real trauma that's been in our lives. It's getting heavy, so I'm just going to just take it aside for a second. I almost um, used the Napoleon Dynamite clip. How many of you have seen that so I know if anyone will understand what I'm saying? Remember Uncle Rico back in 82? Man, if only Coach had put me in back in 82, we would have won state. I mean, I'm making light of it, but some of us really have those if only. If only that one thing hadn't happened. If only my parent hadn't. If only my parent had. I mean, you get where I'm, where I'm going with that. And I, I'm not making light of it, but the question is, will you remain with Uncle Rico back in 82? Or will you come present to remember that you are still here and so is God? Can you move from what if God wasn't there, but he was, through if only to and yet. And yet, in spite of it all, here I am. Here is God's grace, alive and well in my life. Some things did happen and we wish they wouldn't have happened. And yet, we're here. Is it hard when you face challenge and difficulty and hardship and sickness and disease and betrayal and all the other things? Yeah, it's horrible. It's very hard. And yet, here we are in God's presence, alive and in peace because of what Jesus has done for us. Does it feel sometimes like God wasn't there? Yes, it does feel like that sometimes. And yet, here we are. I'm not saying we don't have to deal with things. We don't have to search for God and search for truth and, and, and cry out for mercy and for healing. I'm not saying that. God has sustained us to this day in spite of all the possibilities. So what are we going to do in the here and now with our what-ifs and our if-onlys? What are we going to do? Right now we can ask for an awareness of God's presence, both here and there. It's one of the reasons that I love Sozo and, and healing prayer so much is because God can be present, is fully present to that thing that happened. And an if only can turn into a, and yet, here's what God's doing, redemption. Only God can do that. I can choose to believe and act in faith on the reality of God's presence, whether I perceive it or not, that he's here with me. I can respond to my past, my present, and my future with David's words, blessed be the Lord. Praise God. I am not saying, hey, life is hard, just trust God, you know, worship God, get over it. I am not saying that. Here's what I am saying. Life is hard. 
So trust God and worship God. Anyway, I know I said the same words, but there's a different feeling. And I I do think that the word of the Lord to us this morning is, yes, it was hard. And yes, I wish that hadn't happened. But here we are. God was there. God is here. And God's leading us into a future that is full of redemption. Because of what Jesus did, every sin of yours and every sin against you will be redeemed. Will be redeemed. I I don't know how that works. And I can't explain it on this side of heaven, but it's the promise of the scripture. Verse 7, we have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. David says, if, if, if God wasn't there, all these horrible things would, would have happened. But praise God, he was and it didn't. And I think David would say, because he went through some trauma in his life, he lost children, he, he betrayed God, he was betrayed. He had people trying to kill him. He knew what it was like. I think he would say, God was present even in the if only of his life. And he goes on, we have escaped like a bird from the snare of the fowlers. The snare is broken and we have escaped. We are no longer trapped, is what he's saying. We're no longer doomed. We're free. The trap, the cage, the snare, whatever it is, in, in, the, in the case of Israel, in the, in the case of your own life, it's broken because of what Jesus has done. We are no longer need to give power or control to that snare or to that trap or to that wound or to that trauma. We don't have to obey it anymore because we're free. We've escaped. How have we escaped? Jesus. That's how we have escaped, Jesus. Jesus broke the the cords that bound us to sin. Jesus broke it. He opened the gates so that we're free. If, If we are in Christ, we are free. If you are in Christ, you are free. Now, it might take a little effort to shake off the snare that's broken, but Jesus has done the work. There is no sin committed by you or against you that cannot be healed and redeemed by the work of Jesus on the cross. It's been done. And we get to walk in freedom. We have been freed. We have escaped. Guess what? It really had nothing to do with us, you know? Don't think because you worked so hard, you... you, You got yourself out of the snare. No, Jesus did it all. Jesus broke the power of that snare, that trap, that cage, and we are free. I guess the question is, are we going to walk in our freedom? What does it look like for us to walk in our freedom? I'm looking at all of you, (laughs) and you're looking back at me, and you're taking this all very seriously, and I'm taking this all very seriously. This is the church we are. We have to recognize that the the cages have been opened up and we're free, but you cannot walk in your freedom alone. I cannot walk in my freedom alone, and that's why we have Celebrate Recovery, and that's why we have Sozo, 
And that's why we have healing prayer and anointing prayer. That's why we have a ministry team. That's why we have small groups. That's why we have children's ministry. That's why we have Jesus and Java for women. That's why we have the men's community for men. That's why we do all this, is because we cannot walk in our freedom alone. Jesus did it by himself. We cannot. He did all the work. We get to walk in the effects of his work on the cross, and we do it together. So if you are feeling a little snared, a little trapped, a little caged, a little traumatized this morning, don't walk out without talking to someone about it. Come to the ministry team. Talk to a pastor. Who, who invited you here this morning? How did you get here? Talk to them. I need some freedom. He said, I'm free. I'm not feeling so free. We began with God's presence. If he wasn't here, what would happen? We saw God's protection, but all those things didn't happen. We came to the place of praise in the middle of the psalm, but blessed be God. And again, we returned to God's protection. We were not pray for their teeth. The snare's broken and we're free. And now at the end of the passage, we come back to God's presence again. Our help is in the name of the Lord who made heaven and earth. It's like David saying, let's just, all the things that could have happened and all the things you wish hadn't happened, and here we are in worship and we're going up to be all together. Let's just remember the whole point of this is we're in the presence of God. He's the only one who can do it. If it hadn't been for God, you wouldn't be saved. God did the work. He reached out to you in Jesus. He healed us. He's forgiven us. He empowers us to walk in that healing and forgiveness. No, it's not easy, but it's grace. I couldn't do it by myself. God alone is to be praised. God alone has created heaven and earth. God's the one that gave mercy. We're not trapped by our past. We're freed by God for our present and our future. We are not trapped by our past. We are freed by God for our present and into our future. That's the promise of the followers of Jesus. The one who made all can redeem and sustain all and can make whatever he wants out of us. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I'll end with this. Our help is in the name of the Lord. I looked at that, you know, when I was first preparing and I thought, I really want to say our help is in the Lord. I don't want to put the name in there. Apparently, David... And the Holy Spirit didn't ask me for any of my editorial thoughts. He says, our help is in the name of the Lord. Just think about this for a minute, as I did. What's the name of the Lord? Jesus. God saves. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Our help is in the reality that Jesus was the propitiation, big word, for our sins. He took them away. He paid for it. God saves. He did the work. Our help is in the name of the Lord, the reality that God saves through Christ. Isn't that amazing? You want another name? There's lots of names, but one more. Remember where we started? Emmanuel. God is with us. Our help is in the name of the Lord. Our help is in this reality. God is with us. Let's stand. If I could have the ministry team come forward. 
And anyone who wants ministry this morning, you're welcome to come. I don't have a rousing conclusion. I don't have an awesome story. I just have this promise and this declaration. God has been with us. Even in our if-onlys, God was present, and he's here present now. And we who are in Christ have been freed from the traps of the enemy. Now, we need some help by the people of God to walk out that freedom. But it has been done for us. We've cried for mercy, and we've been given mercy. I would say that if you're here this morning and, and you, you literally don't know what I'm talking about, I don't know even what it means to be saved, I don't, I don't know if I've received God's mercy. I need it. Talk to anyone here. Talk to anyone on the ministry team or a pastor and say, I just need to, I need to know the one who saves. I need Jesus. Maybe you need to know that God is with you and you need um, uh, an awareness or uh, a physical, tangible presence of the Lord's uh, nearness to you in a, in a situation. Come forward and let us pray for you. Let's pray. God, thank you. Thank you for your goodness expressed in our lives. We choose now to say we trust you, God, that you were there and saved us. And that even in our if-onlys, we choose to believe you were present and you are healing and you are active. And Lord, for all of our and yet's coming, we ask God for the provision of your grace and your mercy. We ask for peace that passes all understanding. We ask for courage and faith to step out, to share with others, and to walk in freedom. Um, during worship, uh, someone came and told Adam they had a picture of, of arrows coming from heaven. And I, I, th I think I'm understanding that what the arrows were 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 God taking out the evil in people's lives. So if you're here this morning and there, there is an evil in your life, there is a, a trap that you're, you've fallen back into, there is an addiction, there is a, a trauma, there is something where you, you need the help of God. I think what the Lord's saying to us is he's doing the work today. He's got arrows coming from heaven to take out the evil and the enemy. You just get to open your heart to that. So if that's you or you like prayer for anything else, come on forward and we would love to pray for you. Otherwise, go in peace to love and to serve the Lord. Amen. So I'm not sure why, but what Randy shared today, I just wanted to add and, just the word and, um, if you could come up here, Clay. So do you know this right here, what this means, this sign? Anybody? Yeah, I love you. And the hand is pierced. And Jesus loves you. So that's the picture I received today from this message. That's good news. Amen.